Good day, everybody. Welcome into Mining Stock Daily. We have a well corporate introduction here for all the listeners out there. There is a really uh, there's a new company that uh, has not yet been trading, but uh, they have reserved the ticker on the TSX venture with the symbol. GSHR, and that is Goldshore Resources. A, a lot of conversation online about Goldshore since they have uh, kind of formed the company after acquiring the Moss Lake property uh, from West Dome in Ontario. Uh, I am happy to welcome in Brett Richards, who is the CEO and director. Uh, Brett, uh, I know you have been really busy getting this thing uh, put together and, and ready for, uh, well, active trading on the venture. Uh, first off, I'd like to offer you my congratulations on getting this done and if you could in your own words really really kind of walk us through the culmination of everything to get this uh get this deal uh uh done and and ready for uh for investors to start uh, looking at it yeah thanks trevor um yeah this is this has been the work of uh you know several months leading up to january of uh 2021 and uh it, it really was was not simply me it was uh, it, it started from uh, Gail McNamara who is our chairman and he was really the architect behind all of this and we had a, um, a meeting uh, out in Vancouver kind of in the fall and we started talking about philosophies and and you know I've been in the gold sector uh, globally now for you know almost almost 25 years and but the 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 draw to, to this project was very similar to the mantra I was giving to Galen and that was, I believe that gold's going to trade for the foreseeable future between a, a trading range of 1800 to 2200 uh, US. Um, uh, and and I, I, I see that because of the macroeconomic picture in the US, in, in, in Europe, in, in, you know, to a lesser degree, Canada, and, and then globally, how the pandemic has affected you know, the, the big jurisdictions, including the US around the world. And from that, you're going to see Federal Reserve, you're going to see printing money, you're going to see uh, easing, and uh, I think it, it is it is a, a, a recipe for a trajectory of gold that goes in one direction, and that's up. There will be trading above 2200. There will be trading below 1800 during this range. But we wanted to. I started to mention that I wanted to start looking at projects in that range, and Galen said, "Hey, I uh, I have the same view, and and a couple of us are talking to to Westome. So I got brought into the discussions and. And and the rest is kind of as they cliche goes is 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 really history. Uh, talk to us about the you know being able to work with West Dome to pick up the Moss Lake property. Why was West Dome willing to get this off their books and into a company uh, that was well that you know could really do more exploration work on it? What was the win for West Dome here? Yeah, I, I think. You know, we we ended up signing the deal on January the 26th, and I think the attraction for West Dome was 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 several fold. They have a very high quality exploration team led by uh, Mike Nisho, but their focus has been on Eagle and on Kiana, and Eagle being kind of probably the third highest grade gold mine in the world. Um, they they look at underground operations, high grade um, you know vein systems that that. Um, that Moss Lake is not. Moss Lake is a kind of a high volume, big tonnage, low grade open pit deposit. So for West Dome, the, the, this allows them exposure to the asset and exposure to the gold price, which you know could be a, a bit of a, a double bang for them because they're going to be a 30% shareholder in, in Gold Shore. 
And if the project, uh, you know, we're going to advance the project, whereas it was just sitting on their shelf um, before. So they get project exposure, they get exposure to the gold, gold price and gold short share price. So 30% ownership by West Dome. Uh, can you talk, what was the, what was the makeup of that deal? How much did you have to pay for Moss Lake and really how was it formed? Sure. So we wanted something that, that really worked for us and, and, and worked for them. Um, so the transaction consideration was structured in such a way that, that, that we could, you know, that we could, uh, you know, manage it. The initial consideration uh, on closing of the transaction and closing will occur when we have trading approval and the listing application, the filing statement gets approved by the TSX. But they will they will receive twelve and a half million in cash and nineteen and a half million dollars of stock at sixty five cents uh, or the the greater of thirty percent of the company. Be, given the the common shares that were that are out, outstanding uh, leading up to the transaction, and with uh, the the sub receipts, we raised twenty five million dollars uh, concurrently to the transaction. We'll have a hundred million shares out at the end of the day. So initial consideration, there's going to be 12 and a half cash, 19 and a half in shares. And then there's an additional uh, $20 million of share payments over a number of milestones from 12 to, to kind of 24 months. Okay. And, they, and they maintain a, a 1% NSR royalty that um, you know, we have an option to buy out for $5 million in cash and shares. The ticket number, $57 million total. Okay. Very good. Uh, the Moss Lake does come with a uh, current resource. So I guess it's a historical estimate uh, measured and indicated uh, just under one and a half million ounces of gold inferred two and a half million ounces of gold. Uh, was it West Dome that really put this together or was this prior explorers and operators that helped put these numbers together? Yeah, there's, there's, there's four projects on the property and you know, this, this dates back to the kind of the seventies with Falcon Bridge and then, you know, leading on to Tandem and Stormin a joint venture in 1985. And then beyond that, this was taken through uh, in the 90s through a drill program uh, by Moss Lake Gold Mines. And then, you know, acquired in, in 2013, uh, in 2014 by, uh, by Westome. So there's been a lot of players in all of this. Uh, hence, one of the one of the strategic things we're doing is trying to compile all the data from each of these eras uh, that that work has been done on the property. Okay, uh, you did mention kind of the, the the four projects in this land package here. Obviously, Moss Lake being one of them. Uh, you have North Coldstream, East Coldstream, but down southwest is Hamlin. I take it that is kind of your more blue sky exploration potential here. Uh, it is, as is kind of the northeast um, area, you know, from North Coldstream, East Coldstream. These are areas that are, you know, there, there is a historical mine up there, but there is, um, you know, there is a IP anomaly of about eight kilometers long to the northeast of Moss Lake. And, uh, and there's a 20 kilometer mineral, mineralized trend that, that really needs to be tested at the end of the day. So, you know, we have... We have some shear zone hosted gold deposits, uh, such as Moss Lake. We have some IOCG copper gold mineralization like Hamlin way down the Southwest. And then we have these, these big VMS, this copper, uh, copper, zinc, silver, gold uh, VMS deposits like at North Coldstream. So geology is very different 
uh, amongst all these different projects is not contiguous, not con continuous in any way. It's quite different. Okay. Uh, tell us about really, and I know it's still early here, but tell us about what the likely strategy is for exploration here. Obviously it does come with a couple decades worth of data here, uh, prior drill data, and uh, obviously some success with the drill bit. Uh, but really, what is Goldshore's strategy going to be to not only confirm the estimates, but also to expand? Yeah, so I, I think we, we, we've, we've started out of the blocks with a, with a maiden resource, a historical resource. So one of the first orders of business is to verify that resource, do some twin drilling and some verification drilling that will allow us to rely on that data and, and take it forward and expand upon that data. And, and, and that's going to take 20 or 30,000 meters in order to, 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 to be able to do that. In addition to that, we're going to be infilling the existing Moss Lake deposit where we have, uh, where we have the, the maiden resource, uh, the indicated resource. We're going to be infilling that to, to get a higher quality, possibly bring some of that into measure and possibly to bring some inferred into indicated uh, by stepping down. There, there are no results beyond 300 meters. We're going, to, we're going to do some drilling below 300 meters and quickly, you know, and, and if the spacing is a, and the results are, are, are satisfactory, we will bring some of that up into possibly into MNI. And then the, the view is to step out from Moss Lake to the Northeast and down into Hamlin, down into the Southwest and understand what we have there too. They could be completely different deposits. They could be complementary to a Moss Lake project. And, and so that is what we need to, to, to better understand. So there will be a lot of drilling and a lot more data. So on the front side, we want to organize all the data from all of these eras. We're gonna fly a VTEM survey over the property. It's a mag survey to give us context, proper uh, geological context, so that when we put the drill dating, drill data, you know, down on a, on, on, a, on a diagram and the V10 data, I think this will, this will highlight mineralized zones in 3D. It will give us some very, very high quality uh, new drill targets in, a, in addition to verifying some of the old drill holes of which we want to twin. So very exciting stuff. And, and this will, this will allow us to kind of identify new, new targets in, in shear zone hosted or IOCG or VMS deposits. So, and so these will be the targets for scout drilling. What has been some success from your peers in this area of the world that you have watched and learned from to see that maybe it's helped define how you go about exploring Moss Lake? I mean, you are not far away from Red Lake and obviously uh, lots of production and quite a bit of exploration up there. Uh, obviously, Great Bear being one of them. Uh, so, you know, if you think about the peers in this area, what is some takeaways that have led you to form on this strategy? Yeah, I, I think... You know, Moss Lake. You know, al although it has been, although it has been um, historically underdrilled, and for for all the right reasons, it was not economic on first litmus test. You know, back when gold was twelve hundred dollars or eleven hundred dollars, and it really doesn't even pass the sniff test on a sustainable project at fifteen hundred dollars, unless you're going to have a fifteen hundred dollar gold gold price and, and going up from there. We've never seen that dynamic until now. So. Some of the things like up at Red Lake and, and some of our peers like, like New Gold's Rainy River and, and um, you know, Kirkland Lake's Detour um, and you know, I Am Gold, um, you know, Cote Lake. 
These are all very, very similar uh, depositions. They're, they're big tonnage, low grade, and, and they are big capex and they, you know, big footprints, but they're also highly sensitive to the gold price. And so when, when these things, I get it, billion dollar capex, seven, eight hundred billion dollar MPVs at the end of the day, when gold price goes from $1,800 to $1,900, you add about $200 million to the NPV because the volume you're putting through these plants is substantial. The original PEA for Moss Lake had you know 15,000 tons a day going through a processing plant and um, had a, has a $600 million NPV at today's prices. So you can really see why these low-grade projects are now of interest when you're talking about a gold um, price dynamic where we are. Red Lake is very similar, you know, uh, although higher grade and, and different, you know, different geology, but the same kind of thesis and the same mantra. You can go into the Timmins camp, you can go into Valdor camp and, and a very, very similar mantras. I do have to ask you about the team you have established because it really is the red carpet when it comes to junior mining. Uh, there's a lot of names uh, in this list of individuals that many people of this who listen to this podcast will obviously recognize. Uh, in the directors and the board of directors, you get the names of Doug Ramshaw, Victor Cantor. Uh, you mentioned Galen McNamara, Sean Kuhn Kuhn from Dolly Varden, Brandon McDonald's from Fireweed Zinc. A couple individuals from West Dome come on, and that's just the board of directors. And then you take a look at the strategic advisory board. Uh, you're getting the former CEO of Goldcorp, Mr. David Garofalo, Craig Perry uh, from Skina and ISO Energy, obviously a you know well-known uh, name of putting deals together. Uh, Adrian Rothwell from Angold. I this is it's just an extraordinary list of individuals. I'm just curious, you know, you know when you, when you wanted to put the best of the best on the team, I think you obviously did that. But it's it's just you know how did you go about this? Why was that so important for you? Well, it's important from, from a number of standpoints, credibility in the market. And, and what we're trying to do at the end of the day is create a junior developer. Uh, we're, like I say, we're going to, to advance a project from, you know, from, from a, a certain point to, to, a, to a finish point. And when we're talking about a billion dollar capex, we need some experience. And, and I have run billion dollar companies and, and uh, you know, Doug Ramshaw, um, uh, Sean Kuhn Kuhn, yeah, and, and the two uh, West Dome board members, uh, you know, they have big company experience. David Garofalo, you know, obviously big company guy and, and big investors uh, with Leo Hathaway and, and Daniel Kuntz, um, who uh, used to be the CEO of, uh, of Ivanhoe. So we, we've got a lot of big company experience. And I think that was really important to bring together. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the, the guys on the team know each other or, you know, work with each other or, or run into each other at conferences, et cetera. And this all came together quite quickly based on the thesis and the mantra of, of where we think gold is trading and whether Goldshore, um, you know, can be that vehicle. Uh, and we all agree it can be. It can be that vehicle to be the, the junior developer, to take the things through a pipeline quickly to identify large scale, you know, big, uh, big projects so that, uh, you know, we can look for a partner to, to ultimately come in and develop them. But we also have the option to do it ourselves because we have the experience on the team to be able to do that. So, you know, I, I, I can't say enough about the, the group. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of, you know, I would say criticism, but I'm getting a lot, your board is very large and your, your advisory group, you know, 
you're talking about you're talking about a total of about 15 16 people and i said yeah that's right you know what because it, it sometimes takes a village to raise a child and and we all have complementary skill sets and experiences and we have two people on the management team pete flindell who's our head of exploration pete and i have been together for 20 years and he's a prolific uh, exploration geologist globally has over 10 million ounces under his belt uh, of soul discoveries and myself the, the two people and, and and we are driving this this bus and we just have a lot of really skilled people sitting in the back on the bus. So I'm very, um, I'm very jazzed about the team we have. We're just not about building big head office capacity and, and, and doing it, uh, you know, the, the way it's historically been done. We're going to move fast. We're going to act fast. Does the star studded list of individuals in the board and in strategic advisory, does that up the ante of expectations for Moss Lake moving forward? I think it ups the ante of Goldshore. It, it doesn't necessarily up the ante for Moss Lake. Moss Lake will be what it is at the end of the day. And, and, and for us, our job is to demonstrate it's a real project. And, and that's, our, that's, that's our goal. We have to demonstrate there's a real project with size, with scale, and with, I'll say, with a lot of upside. And, and I can highlight the upside. There's people around us exploring, having good hits and having good results. You know, there's the opportunity for roll-up strategies. There's the opportunity for doing some things regionally. So that always exists, and it, and it does exist in this property. But I think the expectation of Goldshore is, you know, what what what's after Moss Lake? You know, you, you've got this, you've got this, um, you know, this, this capacity. You know, how are you going to utilize it? So, you know, I'm not going to be so, you know, so so laser focused to keeping kind of Moss Lake in our radar screen about getting in, adding value, getting out and delivering that value to our shareholders, but also about what's the next one and what's the one after that and trying to build a pipeline of these things so it's repeatable, so it's sustainable while we have this, this environment. And this environment may go on for 10 years. We don't know, but uh, this gold environment may go on for, for some time. And we're well positioned and well situated as a management group, as a board and as a strategic strategic advisory board to be able to execute on all those things. Uh, Brett, I know you've probably been asked this 15 times this morning already, but when do you begin trading? We will begin trading once the TSXV has uh, signed off on our filing statement. And uh, we are anticipating it could be the, the, as early as the third week of May. However, watch our space, uh, watch our website, all of our social media, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn, we will be updating the, the market and our followers uh, as often as we can once we have confirmation. And, and I've asked to ring the bell on the opening day, albeit virtually and electronically. So we look forward to, uh, to ringing the bell and we're gonna ring it hard. All right, Brad, well, lots of busy work ahead of you yet. Uh, so uh, we look forward to sharing the news out of Goldshore as it comes and hits the tape into the market. Uh, in the meantime, my friend, thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Trevor, thanks very much. Take care. Uh, it's Brett Richards, CEO of Goldshore. Uh, not yet trading, but will eventually in the weeks to come on the TSX Venture with the symbol GSHR. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decision.